Today on Inside Motorsport, we speak to the man who's helped Jamie Winkup put his autobiography together. I hope he'll stay with us. Scott Gullen is an inexperienced author and journalist. He joins us on the show. And Scott, it's been uh, fascinating to see the the relationship of Jamie Ringcup and the public. How do you think putting his life into an autobiography is going to be received? Yeah, guys, thanks for having me on. Uh, it's, it is a fascinating topic because I didn't fully understand the uh, how he was seen by fans and you know people inside the sport and. He admits, he, early days, he was his own worst enemy. He'd almost try and be bad in the media so they wouldn't ask him any more questions. And he soon realised, and he regrets a few sort of that sort of period. But it's strange that he's the greatest. He's won all the races. We know all this. He's not as loved. I mean, it, it didn't help, guys. As you know, he's co-driver, not co-driver. The guy over the other side of the garage, Craig Lowndes, was the most loved in the sport. And he just... He didn't have time for the media. He didn't see that as a big focus. All he wanted to do was win. And uh, sometimes things had to give, and often it was his public persona. He was a very focused man from right when he started in motorsport. Is that type of intensity something that you've seen with the other stars like Kathy Freeman, Sally Pierce, and even the football teams like the great Geelong teams that you've also written about? It is, it's, it's fascinating, i use that term again, but it is just, there's a common link. And Jamie, when I got to know him, you know, it started six years ago, this process, and obviously this year ramped it up more, is they're all, I say this in a nice way, crazy. But they're crazy and they have this focus. They can handle pressure. They can they can just block things out, put blinkers on and just focus on winning and do everything they can to win. And Jamie had that, the same as Kathy Freeman, which we famously saw in Sydney back in 2000. There's so many similarities in that Jamie just has this ability to, I just want to drive fast and win races. So I'm just going to block everything else out. And some people won't like it, Some, you know, but this is the way I know I can win. And it's an incredible strength of mind and just the, they want to improve. They want to get better all the time. They've never settled. And I found Jamie was like those other great athletes you mentioned, which is, I mean, it's just this trait they all seem to need to have to be successful. Now, this is an autobiography with your name on the cover. <laughs> How do you approach an autobiography when you're not the subject? Well, <laughs> that's a very good point. Well, the with, I think, is assisting because, as we know, I mean, writing three, 400 pages, that's probably not Jamie's go, given he uh, left school quite early, which is another funny story. But what my role is is really to get almost figure out what makes him tick, spend a lot of time talking to him. And the book's written in his words because it's an autobiography, like you said. So I have to almost put myself inside his head and sort of describe what he was feeling and at certain moments of his career and just conveying what he thinks on certain subjects. So, yeah, you sort of, you do a lot of one-on-one talking, a lot of research, you talk to a lot of people around him and you just, you just got to become in their head, which is not that easy sometimes, but it's a fascinating exercise. Is it a different style of research? Is it a different style of approach to learning about the person when it's an autobiography over a biography? Yeah, definitely, because uh, you've got to be in their words. So you've got to you've got to be able to convey how they think. You can't, for example, you can't use big, fancy words when it doesn't suit the character because the people, the readers go, well, hang on, this isn't Jamie Winkup or this isn't Kathy Freeman. You need to get in 
be become that person in a sense when you're writing on the paper and it's just it's all about time and spending understanding the subject and forming a good relationship and then getting a flow in the book where they're happy they can see because it's never easy trying to recall your whole career and so there's a lot of cross-checking with other people to then my job is to ask oh well what about this event or this event and that that gets another great memory and it, it is an interesting process but Jamie was very good at it in the end. He has, as you mentioned at the top, a reputation of being not the most loved driver. He was racing beside and outperforming for the majority of his time at Triple Eight, Craig Lowndes, who was beloved. So how does he reconcile the achievements he's done, which has made him the best driver ever, yet he was booed on podiums? Yeah, he he understands why and he's disappointed, but it gets back to his perfection. Like, he, he saw his job was to get in that car and win races. He thought the, what the best way to handle the fans for the fans was if he won for them. So if he was he had a set routine, if he was rushing to his car and walked past and didn't sign an autograph, it wasn't because he didn't mean to sign that autograph. It was just, I, this is his, Jamie's routine. This is how I win races and this is how I make the fans happy. Whereas Lowndes, as we know, was a completely different style. He... He thought fans first, car, check the data, do all that second. And they were just from different different ways of looking at things. And I don't think Jamie's is bad, but what had happened is, yeah, he rubbed up a lot of people the, bad, the wrong way early in his career. I think he made up a lot of ground later on when he got a bit more relaxed. But he doesn't shy away from the fact that he always thought that if I win, the fans are happy and everyone's happy. So I have to just focus everything on winning. And he did it differently to Lounsey, but and it's always going to be that way. But it is an anomaly that I struggled to work out initially. But you talk to a lot of people and, you know, Roland Dane said to me, he goes, well, one thing, Jamie, he wasn't Craig Lounsey. That's why people didn't like him. For yourself... You've covered AFL, you've covered the Olympics, Commonwealth Games. How much involvement in motorsport had you had before getting involved with Jamie? Well, it's funny, that, that was why they wanted me. <laughs> they, uh, they, they did, or Jamie, I think, pursued this as much as he. He didn't want a necessarily a motorsport export expert to tell his story because he, he talks a lot about principles in life and it's not, Obviously, a lot of it's motorsport, but he, he's got a lot of ways he thinks about the world that he wanted to convey and motivation and all, you know, what you do with your body as an elite athlete. So there was, he just wanted a different perspective, I think. And funnily enough, if you saw the car I drove, guys, it's the same Honda CRV from 20 years ago. So I'm, I love watching Bathurst and I've obviously become very engaged in the supercars because of Jamie, but, uh, Initially, no, I was uh, the outsider, and that's what he wanted. So how has this experience changed your opinion of the sport of motor racing? Oh, my understanding has gone up a gazillion percent. I just, the athlete, you know, the drivers, what they put their bodies through. I understand all the tactics now, guys. I understand tyre changes and all that. That's what... I think the general sports lover who might tune in one or two, three times a year don't understand the fascinating games that are played between teams. You know, and as we know, Jamie famously ran out of petrol at the end of Bathurst. Things like that that the normal punter would go, how does this work? Now I have a great understanding of that. And I, I just, 
the physicality, the mental strength of these drivers is extraordinary. And just what goes on behind the scenes for the teams and and just the gamemanship on race day, I find that really interesting. So, Scott, the book is coming out. Jamie Wing Cup, Drive of a Lifetime. It's released on the 30th of November. And, of course, his final race comes up that very weekend at Bathurst. Are you invited up to be part of that uh, last event? I've been angling for the ticket, but I don't know whether I'm going to get there. But as I mentioned, Jamie on race week, he's in his own little world, so I don't think he'd even want to see me. But uh, fingers crossed I get there because it'd be great. Oh, we know he's obviously going to do the Enduros next year, but it would be fitting to try and get up there and hand out a few books and watch him win his last race as a full-time professional. And as a rider in a situation like this, you always want to have that extra chapter to add in the second edition or the uh, <laughs> hard copy. Yeah, exactly. Although I think he, I think Shane's doing a pretty good job of wrapping up that title, but our man will give it a fight. We know that. Scott Gullen, I know that you would agree if you only buy two books a year, buy this one and give the other copy to a friend. <laughs> You're a very good man. It should be under every Christmas tree. Scott Gullen from the Herald Sun and, of course, who worked with Jamie Wincup for a drive of a lifetime. Thanks very much for your time here on Inside Motorsport today. A pleasure, guys. That's all we have time for on this week's edition of Inside Motorsport. Until next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.